0: I just send them home.
1: It's
0: time to go home, there, Bob. So, big why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too quick for your home? Me.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or where, wherever you're listening from. It's a pleasure to be in your ears. And the, today on the Off the Tips podcast, the, the band's back together. I, AC and Monty are phoning in live from. Royal Liverpool to break down the week that was at the Open Championship. But, boys, how's, how's your week been in, on the grounds of Hoylake?
2: It's been outstanding, mate. Great to be back on with Monty and yourself. Um, it's just been a good mixture for the boys. A bit of time on the circuit, uh, a lot of golf, and I felt like it was, yeah, a pretty wholesome week.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, Royal Liverpool was outstanding. Um, the Liverpool circuit was outstanding. I'd highly recommend it for anyone who's who's heading um, north in the northern area of, of England. Um, you know, good Irish influence. It always makes for a, a good time up here. Um, and then just the golf course was outstanding. Um, yeah, it was a shame about the weather. Saturday, Sunday, softening it up a bit. Um, but you know, from a spectator point of view I think it was fantastic being there and you know, I'll, I'll definitely be looking to head to another Open again in, in the not-too-distant future because yeah, you know, I think it, this week just highlighted why and, and how it's probably the best major championship and the best tournament on, on the calendar.
1: Yeah, uh, just for those listening, we're going to... Probably break down the the open a little bit differently, more from the boys' point of view, being on the ground rather than the the analytical side that we try to go down sometimes. But can you just elaborate on on why you think it's the the best major, Monty, and and what being on the ground kind of influenced that des- decision or that call?
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I've always sort of had that preconceived view anyway. You know, if I just look at Watching, watching the golf over the last 10, 10 years or so, um, yeah, you know, it's one that's always stuck out to me. But I think you know being there just really showcased you know, the variety of, of shots required um, for the pros and how it's just completely different. Test of golf, you know, you you and Matty Woolbank sort of touched on optionality etc. on on the pot a few weeks ago, and I think. You know, one that's what makes golf so so enjoyable and watchable from a fan's point of view. Um, and two, you know, the Open requires that the most of of all the players. Um, you you know we've we've talked about it a little bit this week or quite a bit at, at length the, the sort of bunkering at, at Royal Liverpool and the decision making that that required the players to make off off the tee um, You know, laying balls back short of the, you know, perfectly placed bunkers to then give themselves quite challenging second shots, which then, you know, therefore means you're probably not going to be hitting as many greens when the when the greens are firmer and you're acquiring more around the greens. I think it just it just asks the most of the players, even even though the score relative to par, etc. You, you know, may not suggest that, but I think it's just the the variability. Um, And just generally, like, I think the fans over here and the atmosphere is is just better. Like, this week, probably not quite so much with the Brian Harmon runaway, but I just think they get it a little bit more over here, slightly more classy, um, et cetera.
1: See, I've I've heard mixed opinions on on that potentially. I heard Brian Harmon was who, as you've touched on, if you, if you were living under a rock and didn't watch the open, Brian Harmon, the lefty from South Georgia, absolutely ran away with it. Ricky Ponting, dead ringer. If anyone (laughs) out there wants to go, if anyone's seen those two blokes in the same room, I'd love to hear from them. But yeah, he, he seemed like there were just from what I saw and what I've heard that he was, he was copping it a little bit.
2: He wasn't, I wouldn't say he was copping it. I didn't hear people sledging him, but the one thing that was like everyone wanted, I don't know whether it was because they didn't like Brian Harmon. They just wanted a close golf tournament and it didn't help that there were so many Europeans chasing him from the crowd perspective, but the roar, when he hit it in the gorse on five is something that will stick with me. <laughs> it was, it was loud. Like, <laughs> I've never heard a bad shot cheered like that.
0: I was yeah. um, I was walking past this Mastercard hospitality area, which was enclosed, and given the weather, lots of people were inside. And I was like, "Fuck, what was that? And like, what's happened?" Right, made a birdie or something. And then I checked my phone, and it was like Harmon's oh, it into the course. Like people were up and about shouting and cheering. It was so so class.
1: Is that is that play on, or is it just? it's <laughs> that a bit like come on guys
0: nah I think it's fair play I think yeah. I think like AC said it's more to do with the uh, lack of excitement on the Sunday and even the Saturday for that matter as opposed to we hate Brian Harmon because I, I, I didn't get that impression it was more just come on mate can we make it a bit closer and more exciting while
1: we're on Brian Harmon Geez, he run away with it's a bit of an understatement. He absolutely just belted everyone, and I'm not going to lie. After 36 holes, when he was leading, I was like, oh, "This isn't this isn't going to stay like this." And fair play to him, 58 from 59 putts made inside 10 feet. That, you're going to go a long way to winning a golf tournament if you do that every week, aren't you? He was he was actually phenomenal mm. to watch on TV. I I actually. Once I got past, past kind of the heartache of my punts being out of it and and Rory not really featuring, um, and sat down and, and enjoyed watching him hit the hit and especially putt the golf ball. It was an absolute clinic and so impressive, and just surprises me that he hasn't won more.
2: Yeah, when you because it always feels like he's sniffed around a lot. And what was he rant going coming into this week? Like twenty second, twenty eight. 28th in the world. Yeah, so it's not like a real, real, real shock. He's not. He's no mug, but he's only won two tour events, I think. So, and he's a better player than that. And he He showed this week. I thought the wheels. He made that bogey on 13, and it was he was he went back to 11 under, and Tom Kim was seven under at that point. There was a couple at seven under, I think, and I thought, hang on, we might have something might happen here and then he just steps up on 14, which is a seriously tough golf hole, makes birdie, and that kind of felt like the moment where it was like, okay, it's done, curtains.
0: Yeah, even well before that, I think on Saturday, when he was two over early and then proceeded to birdie six and seven, I think, was it? uh, Yeah, like just closing his front nine on the Saturday um, when he was two over early. And what was you know that first five hole stretch, four hole stretch was where a lot of the players made hay over the over the week, and he he battled and then just you know grinded pretty hard, which suggested the man you know had more steel than what others suggested. And just one other stat, he's he's had the most top tens on tour since 2017. Um, so you know he's he's been sniffing for a long time, and. You know, yes, he'd probably play more events and others because he's sort of that sort of elk. Um, but you know, I think the the punters who were suggesting that he was just going to die, um, he he really showed why not. He's you know he's a he's a class player. Um, and the other thing that struck out to me is like whenever I was watching him, he just was splitting these fairways like he yeah. he. I don't have this. I can't recall the stats, but at least after the third round, like he was something like fourth off the tee. Um, Like, yes, the putting was exceptional, um, but the man was also like splitting fairways and just going about his work in other areas of the game too. Um, So, you know, you got to tip your hat. Yeah,
1: he just he came into the week at a hundred. It was a hundred to one. like I feel like that obviously easy to say in hindsight now is just massive overs for someone in, in the top 30 in the world, don't you think? Like I know he doesn't win a yeah. lot. But, and
0: geez. he was tied 12th last week at the Scottish and had been putting up some some decent run, run of form basically this this season. He was tied six at the Open championship last year after shooting, oh, it was like 75 or 73 or something in the first round. So he's now strung together seven rounds in a row at the Open Championship um, of, of real class. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hindsight's a beautiful, beautiful thing, but uh, he's no mug.
1: And it's not like he hasn't contended... At majors before, like I remember vividly at Aaron Hills when he went into the last day leading, and he by no means lost, like went out and ejected himself from that tournament. It was a really good round from Brooks that that beat him, but like he's not new to this situation at all, is he?
2: No, and I think the way he plays the game and his personality is kind of another reason why he goes under the radar. Like he's not incredibly exciting to watch or anything like that like he's just an absolute grinder who kind of gets the best out of himself
1: hey i I tell you what i don't know how much of the coverage you boys got but oh do you reckon he do you reckon he likes hunting
0: (laughs) (laughs) have you heard he also bought a new tractor
1: yeah, oh, yeah, that's a rogue celebration. Maybe, maybe did you boys think about maybe showing him around Liverpool after your guys, you guys pushing the boat out a couple of times? He
0: wouldn't. He wouldn't be top of my list. I don't think that a bloke's I want to show around Liverpool on tour. He he'd probably be in the bottom quartile at least. I'd say, but um, <laughs> he, at least you might have got some free beers that night. Um we did run into one pro on the yeah, on Sunday night or oh, Saturday night, um, fellow Kiwi Dan Hillier, um just this decent little Irish place, um just bumped into him, had a bit of a yarn, seemed uh, seemed pretty uh he was pretty reflective on the week. Like he didn't he was sort of brushing it off, which you'd expect, you know, he was just like, Oh, he was sort of all of the view. I was just lucky to get in the field based off his win the other week. It was only a second open, still learning, etc. Was was a sort of his stance, which I think is probably the only stance you can take in in that situation. He said he's back home for a month now, probably just just resting, resting up after the, a very good run of form. And you know, he's he's him. He's got himself that freedom now. You know, going from, you know, being in a position where the tour card was maybe on the line, he's now got two years, two years free and can sort of just focus on himself a little bit more, which is, which is nice.
1: Yeah, um, just kind of on that. AC, I'd be keen to know what, what your thoughts were on the Kiwi boys in the field this week, like Foxy and touching on what you thought of Helia's display because I understand you followed him around
2: for a little bit yeah we followed him uh, we followed both them around they played a practice round together I think it was a was Wednesday morning Monty or Tuesday morning yeah Wednesday. Wednesday morning so we were like they both played pretty well when we followed them around um, and that's when we jumped on the pod and I was kind of pretty keen on Foxy and if you take out that first round, he actually had a really good week. He shot three under on that day where it was pretty tough. Um, so it's disappointing that Foxy had that first round because I don't think it's reflective of how he played. He just kind of lost his bearings that day. I So all in all on Foxy, probably slightly disappointing, but to make four cuts uh, this year at the majors is an awesome achievement and there's not many that have done it um and in terms of Dan Hillier I'm buying Dan Hillier's stock like me and Monty both Monty actually said it to him in the pub makes a different sound off his club but actually did like he hit them so clean and I think like, I said something dumb to him like oh when I watched you flushed it or something and he that would probably not be what you want to hear when you've missed a cut but um <laughs> it was more so that he how just, many beers he have you boys had
0: not he's not at that many point. by then. Like <laughs> six.
2: Oh, okay. That's all good. But um what was it say, he definitely didn't look out of place out there, did he, Monty?
0: No, he was um he was like tagging this on. And like A C said, like it sounded different. Like it um I like who knows, like it might be the ball, it might be the club itself. But like he was he was really tagging them. Um he just his issue in that first round, because the second round wasn't embarrassing, but it was just more of the first round issue where he was seven over. Um, similar to Foxy, just we followed basically his whole front nine. Um, and he was making pars and, and really comfortable. hitting a lot of greens and reg, but just not giving himself any good looks. Um, like outside 15 foot basically every time. And... You know, when that golf course was dry and you you gotta make hay in those as we've said in those first five holes or so, otherwise you know bogeys and doubles are just around the corner from that stretch from you know eight nine eight eight nine onwards um and yeah, you know, he turned and won over and then on the on ten I saw him sort of thin this chip um from off the back and then made double and I think from there it's you know, it's 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 a tough spot to be. But I agree, you know, he looked looked calm, um, seemed like a pretty relaxed bloke and was pretty comfortable with where he at, was where he's at. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, disappointing but uh no 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 reason to be despondent.
1: Yeah, and I um I was listening to Breakfast Radio this morning, back in well, from back in New Zealand, and Foxy was on, and he on the whole seemed pretty happy with making all the cuts, but he also did a test to having a like not a great lead into a couple of those majors that was a little bit disappointing. So I think if you like, he had pneumonia before Augusta, and then I think his his father-in-law passed away before. Um one of these other majors and he said like, that's pretty obviously not great prep and to kind of be dealing with that and, and go on to make four out of four major cuts is is pretty impressive. And I think next year is going to, he he's playing more on the PGA tour and he's going to be better for the run next year, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, it'd just be good to see, as we touched on in the preview pod, um. So I think 12 players have made the cut in all four majors this year and his aggregate scoring's the worst out of those 12. I think his best finish was a tied 23rd at the PGA and he was tied 26th at the Masters and tied 43rd at um, the US. Um, So just, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly, like a a great box to tick, but, you know, 2024 would be good to see him. Yeah, scare, scare someone.
1: Play, playing this week as well in, in Minnesota, so that could be a good one for him, him to shake up the, th- the 3M Open. So it gives us a little bit of a
2: reason to watch that event, I suppose. Yeah, that's a fact. That will be an absolute bludger. The other thing, like, we didn't really talk about is it felt like a funeral after that round on Sunday. Like, and... Credit to Brian Harmon, but it's a shit winner. Like it's no, there's no nothing exciting about him winning that golf tournament.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just like the atmosphere. First couple of days was great. Even and Saturday was good when you know obviously Rambo did what he did with his eight under. Rory came out hot and was like, "Fuck, is he going to do the same as Ram and, and make a run?" It was still like anticipation, excitement. You know who knows what Harmon could shoot. And then yesterday, when he just sort of didn't didn't go, and then no, the disappointment. Like no one charged. Like, and yes, it was damp, um, but I didn't see any reason out there in terms of the the conditions that would have scared these guys off at all. But it was just disappointing that Tommy and Ram and Hovland and R- sort of Rory, but he was sort of out of it anyway. Like those sort of big guys just couldn't couldn't scare and then as soon as you turn like uh, and uh Harman navigated those type of path fours on that backside you know it just felt like a funeral and you know I'd love to get some analysis on the number of spectators watching a final group live in, in a major because you know following Rory the first couple days was chaotic. Like to be able to get one eye on like where he just him let alone his golf ball and what he's trying to do, was like near on impossible. You're standing, you know, four or five uh, people back. So you've just got to sort of squint and try to find a gap to put an eye on Rory. And even on the practice round on the Wednesday, it was insane. Like there was this chopper flying over the group and he was with Hatton Fleetwood and Hovland. Um, Like madness. And then, like, yesterday afternoon, you, you had no issues trying to find a spot to watch Harmon come, come home. Um, so, yeah, I think it just talks to, you know, I guess, the, the lack of excitement in his golf and, and secondly, the lack of general excitement in the tournament yesterday afternoon.
1: Do you think that this could be the death of the Claret Jug? you think maybe after a Brian Harmon win, it's time to – it's time to bury it and come up with a new trophy.
2: Jesus, that's that's a take. I don't really know what to say to that.
0: <laughs> is that is that up there with Marcel Singh?
2: Oh boys, I haven't even heard. you
1: you're bringing me back. How was Marcel?
0: He um he was actually a bit of a he was more athletic and taller and stuff in person. Eh? Um yeah, I had the pleasure of Taking that photo with him, which I'm sure a few people me, have seen.
1: Made me pretty happy that.
0: He was wearing these nice quite quite bright blue pants. Um and then on the Thursday he was <laughs> he was wearing this baby <laughs> this baby blue combo, this shirt, this flowery shirt, like these nice sort of baby blue pants. And then he even had his FJ's the, the strip down the middle on the side was a matching blue. Um, and then he obviously had his customary visor as well. So, you know, it's, it's, and he, and he got something going. He fist bumped on his fifth hole of the tournament, fourth hole of the tournament, which you just love to see. Um, you do. I, did, I didn't lay eyes on any fist pumps off the tee this week, but I, I would, there might have been when he was sort of three under early. On, in round one, who who, who would know? But, yeah, you know, a delightful human being, uh, you know. It's, mm. I don't and know I just, if he's quite trending enough to write a cup. Um, I disagree. So, I just. <laughs> who knows? Stranger things have happened.
1: Yeah, well, Brian Harmon won the Open this week, mate. So, <laughs> I just, I think, um, I think Marcel just. Pencil is no man. He like, you just need that kind of passion. Every time. i
0: going to tattoo it in?
1: I, I had. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably tattoo it in. Um, and, and don't, and don't book me in for laser surgery. Either. I'm, I'm, I'm living with that for life. I think. I want to know I, who it you're just, pairing it with. Pairing Marcel with. <laughs> and why? I just think just. The, the passion levels would be so high if you paired him with Tyrrell I think it would be – and, and they'd just massacre some people. You know, they'd hold a lot of parts, and I think they could bounce off each other. A, a lot of positive and a lot of negative, and jeez, I'd – Cal, go out he's and
0: ranked and 213th in the world.
1: <laughs> <Is he? laughs> oh, so would you class him as a? Would you class him as a bolter?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's generous.
1: Uh, well, got to—he's he, he, got to be in the conversation. I just don't think you can rule out—you can't roll
0: out the passion.
2: Oh fucking hell!
0: <laughs> oh god, that's probably Get enough him off on the screen. Politics.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Marcel Seam for four minutes. We haven't even really mentioned <laughs> anyone else in the top ten except Brian Harmon. So, w- while we're at it, we'll talk. We'll discuss the, the the guys in the top ten, the notables, and then I'll just I'll fire off a we can a few more questions and talk about the Open experience. But boys in T two, you had Seb Striker, Jason Day, Tom Kim, and John Rahm all at seven under. Couple of couple of surprises in there. Tom Kim playing playing hurt, and then oh God, John Rahm. Yeah, John Rahm. That sixty three on Saturday was phenomenal. <laughs> and then Jay Day trending in the right direction, and we've given him a lot of airtime on this podcast. But did you see many of those boys hitting the hitting the nary round Royal Liverpool
2: this week? I watched Rahm, but man, he's an imposing figure. He just—he's an absolute dog. Like you just wouldn't want to mess with that guy. Um, he sprayed a—he sprayed a fan for moving. Um, that was good to see, but he—he he was a bit disappointing. I thought. I thought he had a bit of a chance to make a run. Um, a bit like Rory, just couldn't get the ball in the hole. Um, oh, we're like going to talk about the, that. The stats will probably come out okay. Um, like they'll probably be, Rory was about 38th or something in the field. Rahm was, I think, similar. But, um, yeah, Rahm was probably the disappointing one out of them. Jason Day was a surprise. He doesn't have a good links record at all. Um, no, he doesn't. Probably helped by that the weekend it, it got softer and the rain kind of died down. So, oh, not the rain, the wind, sorry. And he could just hit those high bombs anyway he Didn't have to worry about flighting it that much.
0: Yeah, I think one of those guys, um, Seb Strack is probably the most interesting. Like, that's probably booked himself into a a Ryder Cup spot for Europe now. Um, He was sort like, he won the John Deere, obviously, but I think most people out there probably thought, um, you know, he's still uh, maybe an outside chance or definitely not a lock. Um, But, you know, Tito and a major, you know, the man can get, so hot. Um did he birdie six of his last seven holes on Friday, um which was a tough stretch of golf as well. Um but like, the man can just get on a heater. Uh didn't see a lot of him, saw a few shots. Probably a you know he's he's one that probably knows his way around a beer as well. Um you know quite an imposing he wouldn't be. I wouldn't classify him as stocky like a ram. He's a bit more casty like a foxy. Um, but oh, um, he was. Yeah, he's impressive. I think that's probably the most interesting in, in the T2s.
1: Yeah, I see. Uh, the Tom Kim ankle injury got some airtime. Did he look like he was walking okay to you?
2: I didn't see a lot of him to be fair, so I can't comment on that. But um, it is golf, isn't it? Like let's be real. Like yeah, you <laughs> probably hurt a little bit, but it's golf. You you can deal with it. Mm. And he clearly did because he had a he had a good week. Should we discuss Rory and and uh, what
1: were you disappointed with with the week that he kind of spewed up?
2: Or I was very disappointed. I thought the way he was hitting the ball coming into this. I was like, he just has to be right up there, but just didn't seem to quite have it. He started out at the gates well most rounds and then just struggled through that that kind of back period and he was really struggling with the left to right wind and you've got to deal with that basically the whole way coming in and he was just fanning them. He was struggling to hit the right flight. Um, Tommy was the opposite. Tommy would hit these perfect draws into it, but the putting's the big issue, and a lot of misreading by the looks, by the way he gestures. I noticed he got Harry in to read some parts yesterday. So maybe maybe something's getting done about it because I, I just. Maybe saw your tweets. Yeah, fucking. Was, I, was I was on that train. The thing that's quite noticeable is like how little he uses his caddy compared to other players, like Wyndham Clark. Like he's extreme, but the way he gets his caddy to like line him up is just so different and Rory went to Harry as a mate because Rory felt like he blamed the caddies his caddy too much, and he's like, "I just want it to be on me, and I'll own any bad play it's on me and like that's pretty respectable, but I don't know. I just think if you're re- misreading that many parts you' just you're just losing shots.
1: Yeah, it's just the putting is just costing him at the wrong time every single time it feels like. And I, I know that you've suggested and you said that Harry came in and read some putts from him but for him and he and he trialed to go back to the Scotty earlier this year and had a two week honeymoon period where he putted like Cam Smith and then it was kind of back to his old ways. But yeah, it's it's super concerning. Because I'd say he has been mediocre on the greens for the last kind of 12 months at least. But I think you
2: also got to put in perspective, right? So Scheffler was like last in the field and Rory's like 40. So he's not a terrible putter, but it's not enough to win. You need Mm. like, if someone wins a golf tournament, 90% of the time they're top 15 in putting for the week.
1: It's it's not like he's hitting... Like yippee putts, like Scotty Scheffler is. It's like you, like you said, and we've we've talked about it at length. It's just, it's like he's not reading the greens well, and like yeah, it's
0: just a confidence thing as well, right? Like he's a is a confidence thing as we know, and but he's like a big confidence player as well. So I think he just needs to see a few go in the bottom of the hole, um, and because it's just lacking confidence, and I think. Like, even his lag putting, like, didn't relative. Like, that's one thing if I sort of walk away and think about learnings from this week or what I can learn about watching these guys. is like their lag putting was insane. And I think he probably more often than not left himself a little bit too much work than others too. Would you say that's fair, AC? Um, I,
2: I don't know. He didn't make a lot of bogeys. Like, he wasn't. I thought it was more the fact he'd hit in some nice shots to ten feet and missed them. That's what I—I I didn't see his lag putting as an issue.
0: No, it wasn't yeah. like he wasn't. It wasn't three putting as a result, but it was just like I don't know. Maybe it just comes back to the whole confidence thing. But I don't in think that was necessarily costing him shots, but it's just something I noticed.
1: In all fairness, like his—he was getting up and down a lot especially those first couple of days like from kind of 10 to 12 feet he made quite a few par parts but it's just it just seems like I suppose like he was probably out of the tournament before it really started mattering on on the weekend but it was yeah it's just it's so hard to wrap your head around and I don't really know like where to stand on it like because I don't have the Black and white stats in front of me. It's just, it just looks like he can't find the bottom of the cup. And then, but last week at the Scottish Open, he made two really good putts on seventeen and eighteen to win the golf tournament. So it's,
2: Mm. jeez, what do I know? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to harp on about too much. But you'd think he's gonna try work some stuff out and sort the putting out because his game's right there and. It's interesting that, like, I, I think I said it to Monty on the last round. Is it didn't feel like Rahm and Rory had it, and then you look at the leaderboard at one stage yesterday, and they're both t second, and it just yeah. shows what how classy they are. Yeah, but you say
1: he's going to work on the putting, but like, fuck, he, this has just been the same story for so long. Like, oh, it's just uh, yeah, it, it's frustrating. I just don't know. Something's got to change, really. It's because as a fan, geez, like, oh, look, and I'm saying it as a guy who really wants him to win, I can't imagine how he's actually, like, ha- how he's feeling. Like, it'll obviously be pissing him off to no end. But, oh, yeah, something, something's something got to give with the flat stick for me. Just And just shout out to massive podcast fan favorite, Max Homer, first top 10 at a major, played well this week. And, I don't know if you boys saw much of him hit the golf golf ball, but that tempo he would have been nice it. to
2: see in person. Yeah, yeah. it's so nice. Yeah. The way he hits those so, irons. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad that we're celebrating a, a kind of nothing top 10 for him. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah. it's a step in the right direction, that's for sure. So hopefully that's just kind of that. Monkey off the back, he needed, and next year he can just go on fresh and start properly getting into these because he did for a little bit, but you know the set the Sunday he was just kind of lurking around. So, mm-hmm.
0: oh, yeah, the big issue was the second round, like sort of, and just he was one under, two under on the weekend. Like he was one under playing with Rory, and yeah, it was a lot of a lot of chaos when when one's playing with Rory. It probably wouldn't be quite like Tiger. But on the ground, you know, there's just shit happening everywhere. Like people moving, trying to get holes in advance, people talking when they're swinging, like microphones, cameramen just impairing. I could imagine it would be quite difficult if you're not experienced to play with Rory in a setting like that. Um, But he just struggled a bit on on the Friday. Um, One other thing I just – I think Tommy, you know, goes without saying disappointing final three rounds. Um but god his iron pay, his iron play in person was pretty epic to watch. Um like it feels like he'll he could knock one off pretty shortly. Um and just and just the, the support for Tommy was outstanding. Like oh it was so much fun just shouting out Tommy Ludd. Come on Tommy Ludd. Did you dabble? Yeah, Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of fun. He's obviously a pretty much a local up here, and was featuring after round one, so it was pretty. Even yesterday, there was still a bit of it Um, left to see.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm in the same camp as you. I think he's going to pick pick up a big event sometime soon and just also a, a shout out to the proper local lad Matthew Jordan who finished T10 club member since he was seven which also got some airtime time on the broadcast but it is quite a cool story so thought he played really well
2: no yeah that was great he got a great reception on 18 when he made that birdie to finish yesterday um, and the other one's Alex Fitzpatrick who qualified with that rude shot out of the bunker and he had a great week as well. Should we get on to First more? First time he's beat
0: his brother in a tournament. Did he beat his brother?
2: Yeah, yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, that's great.
2: Yeah, yeah, boys. Let's let's,
1: we'll we'll f- wrap up the the kind of tournament chat and we'll just talk to. I want to talk to you boys about about Hoy Lake and and stuff like that. Like on the whole, how was the the atmosphere? Of the wall the first two days would have been better weather, weather-wise. But how was it as a whole? Like just the the atmosphere of a major championship.
2: The first two days were incredible, and the better weather helped. But also, there was just a bit more anticipation. Tommy had it going, um, and then it just felt like the air kind of came out of the balloon. Third round, because I think there was a bit of hope there that Rory or Fleetwood would have a good day and kind of cut that lead in half maybe, but they just both kind of fell flat that day on the back nine. And it kind of, it didn't feel like a funeral round three, but it it was starting to feel that way.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, I think it's, it's an incredible, um, incredible event which, you know, obviously highly recommend it to anyone. Um, who who's over here next year? I think the ballot actually closes for Royal Troon in the next 24, 48 hours in, in 2024. So, um, quick tip if people are heading this way or or are already here, um, you know, to get get amongst. Yeah, specifically to Liverpool. The the lack of vantage points on the front line made it slightly more difficult as a fan. Like you don't have natural dunes to stand on, which makes it slightly more difficult from a viewing point of view. But there was that on the back nine. It's just outstanding to be able to prop up on a on a dune and be able to watch two holes simultaneously and when all the big groups are coming through. Yeah, it's a um it's an incredible experience. And I think I'd i you know vouch hardly to for people to attend the practice rounds and just make the most of it. Like we were quite proactive in getting up at sort of 5.30, 6 o'clock our time and, and getting on the train out out to Hoy Lake. And we spent one of the days, we, we were there for, we, we left our place at 6 and got back at 10 or something. Like we were we were out there doing it, just trying to make the most of it because, you know, it's potentially a once-in-a-lifetime thing and, you know, you have the ability to, to roam quite quite a lot. So, I'd, you know, I'd I'd push for that one pretty hard
1: jeez up at six and and pushing the boat out a couple of nights you boys are just they built built, built you different. boys different <laughs>
2: just yeah the one thing that's hard for someone like me at these events is just being short it fucking sucks like there's just so many times where like monty be like oh yeah this is a good spot and i'd just be looking to the back of someone's head <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh i
1: know i know but, how yeah. feel brother
2: Yeah, it's it's a tough scene, but yeah, it's definitely um, the one thing that I probably didn't quite appreciate is how hard it is to see the big guns, particularly Rory, but um, it's not that easy to get eyes on all their shots. Like, you're kind of there – if you're going to watch Rory, you're probably going there just to soak in the atmosphere because there's pretty loud chairs and stuff like that, but you can't actually – see a lot of his golf as monty was alluding mm. to earlier so it's kind of one of those things when you go to the major i think you're there for kind of the whole event the atmosphere if you wanted to go watch shots you could probably go to like hawaii for that tour event where there's like a thousand people there and you'd be able to watch so much golf but it's kind of a bit of a mix here where you still see a lot of golf shots that's for sure but not to the extent you would at like a smaller event.
1: Did you boys uh, dabble in any um, ball chasing when someone hit one off the fairway? <laughs> no. You, when, you, when you see all those that punters is... just sprinting towards it? <laughs> it's,
2: some, it's some such crude behavior, right? And, <laughs> like, this, it's so painful to watch. Like, the marshals they're trying to, like, get them to back up, and they just do it so slowly. And it's like, this is obviously a play you like because you're running to their ball. Like, get out of their fucking way. Just... <laughs> It's so strange.
0: yeah it's it- embarrassing. It's like there's like 50 year old men running to golf <laughs> no. balls. it's like ask yourself <laughs> ask yourself Act your age
1: <laughs> Did, um, what, what would you if you were giving someone tips on uh, going to the open if say you could give me give me a, a three point checklist on things you must do when you go.
0: Yeah, I'll, I might do more than three. I'd say head yep, to the practice important. range for range for a bit. We didn't do a lot of it, but it's quite good just watching the boys hit seeds down there. They had a grandstand set that, which was quite cool. Um, two, like I said, just you know make the most of it. Um, get there early because you do get the access to to good players or to like you know still good players, right? And you can actually follow them quite. Quite easily, it was quite do- cool doing that with the the NZ guys. Definitely attend practice rounds. Don't just save yourself for for the main main event. Um, and then I'd also say just sort of you know get some variety in, in how you go about it. Like I spent an hour or two on one day just sitting at the first tee when there was a decent wave of groups coming through, um, and. And then similarly on the 18th grandstand, spend a bit of time up there, in addition to obviously roaming around the place. So I think the beauty of watching golf live is just to be able to have that flexibility. And, you know, it's quite nice just being able to mix it up and, and do a bit of both. And, you know, don't be shy to, you know, not to to follow a smaller name because, you know, they still hit the seeds in, incredibly well. And, yeah, that's probably the main ones for me.
1: What about you, IC? Any Anything to add on that?
2: Bring a raincoat. Um, <laughs> I don't have much to add other than that. Like, geez, I got called out early. We were a bit dusty the first practice round, and you, you know how it's kind of that mad dash in the morning. You're still a bit rattled, and I just <laughs> didn't bring a raincoat. Um, the umbrellas, are the real elephant in the room, um, it's it's such a pain. I reckon they should just bend them, eh? Like, you can't see anything. I got clobbered in the head about five times yesterday by people just aimlessly walking around with umbrellas. Uh, not a fan of them, eh? Ten in the back. I had a great
0: day. I was dry. I didn't get a drop of rain on me. Did
2: you was, have an umbrella? It was real
0: nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was, it was blessed.
2: I'd been, complaining about them all, I'd been complaining about them all week, and so out of principle, I just couldn't bring one. But I, yeah. I wouldn't want to be that person, hitting people in the face yeah people's umbrella
1: etiquette is very similar to some airport etiquette that we've we've mm. really talked about at length on some, on this some podcast. some people had
0: them up in the grandstands, which is just not on like nah. that that's a real ask yourself
1: well maybe a c next time you go to a golf tournament instead of taking an umbrella you could just take a um like a craft knife and just slash people's umbrellas.
2: I was pretty keen to do that eh <laughs> I am. Um, the one other thing I'll add is I reckon early on, follow a group around the whole golf course, and you'll just learn the layout. You've you've seen every hole now, and then you can kind of mix and match what you want to do. Um, yeah, I'd recommend doing that in a practice round. I think. Yeah, it's a great shot. Um, what did you What did you, you think, think of the it. What did you think of the layout? I thought the layout was great, to be honest. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, I think without the Without the um, rain, like it would have been a very exciting weekend of golf. Potentially, um, the the rain just made it a bit easier for Haman just to put and just bunt it around. I think, and yeah, you get some you don't get as scary shots, particularly in the wind when the wind wasn't around. But yeah, we've talked about it a bit. Like that finishing stretch was epic. You had a great stretch in the middle of the golf course. It was quite difficult. Uh, Met players had to come out and, and score relatively early. You know, we've talked about the bunkering at, at length too uh, over the last week. Um, you know, it was very penal around the greens in some spots. Um, just, you know, means guys have to hit proper golf shots and can't just blow them into bunkers and cop out. Um, yeah, I think it's outstanding. Outstanding clubhouse too, actually, which which is always nice.
1: Always a, always a mark of a, a great golf course, a,
2: a good clubhouse.
1: Most of the Royals tend to have pretty special ones.
2: Yeah, anything else, boys? We're, our checkout's not far away.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boys, just before you go, I want a couple of things. I want to see the best thing you saw on the ground this week and the best shot you saw.
2: Okay. Um. <sighs> The best thing I saw was there was this slippery June, Um and there was these people walking down. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here and watch this because someone's going to eat shit. And <laughs> some guy just <laughs> asked, asked it. And we were – at the same time, Brian Harmon and Cam Young were coming through. It was on the 11th. And I was like <laughs> – and we were trying to hold in the laughter and the people had the quiet signs, <laughs> quiet please signs out. And it was just one of those times it was like when you're at school and you're laughing on the mat and you just you're looking at each other trying not to laugh, but it just makes it worse, you know? Oh, it was so funny.
1: Oh, that's brilliant.
0: I watched a guy like five minutes earlier, he had an umbrella and he slipped and the umbrella <laughs> the umbrella went inside out, which I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> lost in it and just people are so rattled when they um when they when they were slipping, slipping over. i think i agree my other one was you might have seen it on the story but oh. <laughs> this guy <laughs> was just so steamed like oh. Yeah, I did see it. <laughs> it was on the Saturday afternoon, and I was just like to the boys, "Watch this guy? Let's stand back and, like, walk real slow, <laughs> watch him navigate, <laughs> getting to the exit. And it was a slow walk. He was taking these wide routes. And it was like we, we sort of talked about it. It was like in his head. He was like getting to these milestones, like getting to these fences. Like, okay, I've got here. Yeah, I've got to get to the, <laughs> got to get to the next one now, and then the next one again. And I heard him talk to his mates like five minutes earlier. I was like, "Fuck, this guy doesn't look—he's <laughs> not in great shape." And then he's talked to his mates. Said to his mates, "He's like." Oh, oh, oh. What do you say, mate? I'll I'll catch you boys up. I was like, I'll catch you boys up. And I was just like, fuck, I do not know how that guy would have fared in the next 30 (laughs) minutes to an hour. I think there's a high chance he fell asleep in a gutter and his mates are still trying to find him or something. He was just, yeah. And he was grabbing his side like he had a sore back or something. At first, I was like, this guy could be handicapped. Like, maybe we shouldn't be oh, laughing. Jesus. <laughs> and then it, I think it just became more and more clear as time went on that he'd had probably 100 beers during the day.
1: Oh, that's sensational. Um, look, boys, I don't even think we need to get to your best shot unless you have one that really stands oh, I, out.
0: Oh, the, the other oh, – one more thing. We were on the 11th hole in that area we were talking about in the third round. Sam Burns had pumped one down the middle. Um, He had what I had, you know, 100 yards in. It was a difficult wet shot and then just cold-fatted this one, like a proper fat. It would have not even gone halfway probably, which um, is one of us-type moments. And, you know, on the dry turf, it was dry turf. And, like, to really fat one like that and real dry hard turf is – somewhat difficult for the ball to only go like halfway um so that was pretty class
1: so it was a it was a poor fat not a not a good fat like an avocado yeah, was as a, easy would say
0: <laughs> no it was a proper proper trout i feel it
1: well boys i, I know you're getting close to your checkout time and I, I appreciate you getting up and 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 chatting to me on on this side of the world and Next week might be a good week if we can get you on to to discuss your travels around around the UK and Ireland. But what's on the agenda next for you boys?
2: I'm off to Greece tomorrow. I'm on a Kentucky, and then oh, going yeah. to get after that. So yeah, today will just be about trying to get some fluids into me. Uh, and yeah, it's gonna be a long two days can- probably. But Maybe you could go a, get in the middle of a heat wave too. It's like meant to be like forty three degrees or something.
1: You're gonna be like malnourished when you get back. Maybe you should go spend some time on an IV drip this afternoon.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's not a bad shot.
1: <laughs> what about oh, you? Monty? Unfortunately,
0: getting back on a jet on Sun on Saturday, um, back to the homeland. So just I'll just be bumming around probably London. Might head down to the coast for a bit for a few days solo and just. I'm sort nice. of reflect on on what's been might get a diary out
1: mate outstanding well boys appreciate you calling in from the lovely land of the Beatles and look I'll I'll catch you next week and cheers guys for tuning in hope you've enjoyed the open content you boys did a great job so I'll catch you guys next week
0: thanks brother great week